0: what's up y'all it's your man Ernest so you love Ernest same guy different name back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts podcast today's guest we have an author podcaster and also a grief coach she just put out her autobiography entitled having fun with God Matika Wiley thanks for coming on the show
1: thank you for having me thank you so much
0: no problem so uh Could you uh, get into what you do and who you are for the people out there who might not be aware of who you are?
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm a grief counselor. I wrote a book called Having Fun with God based on an autobiography of my life so far. And uh, what I noticed a common theme that I experienced a lot of death and uh, loss and coming out of that and wanting to live more instead of being... Um, well, when you lose somebody really close, you don't want to live anymore. And so somehow I overcame that without realizing that, you know, this could help a lot of people. So after wrote the book is when I decided to uh, take a course in grief counseling, and then I um, decided to do a podcast based on that called Grieve with Ease. So that's pretty much how that journey went and it, it kind of chose me I didn't choose it because uh, I'm a spiritual person so when I asked you know the universe what I could do what I could teach to help others uh, death and loss kept coming up and at first I didn't want to teach it because it's a you know boring and it's very dark okay. and depressing you know a uh, subject that a lot of people kind of shy away from so but after you know asking what I could be doing with my life it kept coming up so here I am helping others and I'm finding it very rewarding. Yeah, you know, yes.
0: Yeah, so you brought up the podcast and that was my second question. Could you talk about the podcast uh, for the listeners out there as well?
1: Okay, yeah, I just started my podcast last October and um, with the help of a lovely lady by the name of Kathleen Gage, who was, uh, I call her my podcasting mentor and coach. And at first um, I had no, I not no idea, but I had no intention of having a podcast. It just sounded like a lot of work and, and something that I wasn't sure I could do, but, you know, they said, if you can hold a conversation and you have something of value to teach people, then, then you could do it. So I, after a while of kind of mulling it over and taking, courses online courses on how to be a guest and other podcasts I thought you know what it it might be easier (laughs) to actually have my own podcast instead of trying to be a guest on other people's podcasts so I just thought uh, I could be more of service if I had my own podcast and at the same time on be a guest on other people's podcasts as well
0: yeah yeah definitely I agree uh I pretty sure the people listening uh, are going to find that you're going to be a great uh help of service so yeah appreciate Mm -hmm. you coming on once again so with that being said we can get into your book uh Mm -hmm. can you describe it and pretty much tell us why you wrote it and and what's it about
1: well um I just I kind of it was automatic writing I kind of just started writing it um I had uh was living in the Bahamas prior to that for a couple of years where I was born I grew up in Canada. And I just kind of started writing one day and it just kind of flowed. I didn't know what I was going to write about from one minute to the next, but it kind of just all came together. And the title itself kind of, it was like a higher self, that voice, you know, why don't you call it having fun with God, even though I'm not religious, Mm -hmm. a lot of people think, you know, God is very, um, It has a lot of religious connotations, but it's basically about life and how I dealt with, you know, the loss of my mother. She committed suicide when I was 15 years old. I talk about that in the book, how it affected me, how I had to leave um, my stepfather, who was very abusive, and, and stay with family that was you know an hour north of the city so it was a lot of adjusting for me as a teenager and you know losing my mom and how i dealt with that and knowing that now she's still with me in spirit like when i look back on you know you're 15 you're at that age where you want to experience experiment with sex and you know drugs and alcohol that sort of thing which is a lot easier to do when you're depressed because yeah. it just numbs all the pain and, and I never really fell for that um, life, lifestyle. Like I drank as a teenager, oh yeah, we got drunk, but it wasn't an everyday thing, a constant thing. It was, you know, once in a while, you know, you get together with your friends. And then as I grew older, I just, in and out of relationships. And then of course, I lost my grandmother, my grandfather, and how that affected me. And after a while, because people were dying so quickly that um, my uncle died after my grandparents died. And then I wanted to find my father because I hadn't seen him in such a long time. My parents divorced when I was three years old. And so in search for him, I um, I found a a relative, a cousin and, uh, in the Bahamas that, you know, knew that I was, knew that I was looking for my dad he said he'd get back to me. But when he did get back to me, he, my, he told me my father died two days ago. Wow. So I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. And, um, I just had this serious case of death anxiety. So it just kind of made me want to live more because I could be next or somebody else could be next. And, um, yeah. So as a result of that, um, You know, I felt okay as far as, you know, getting over all the grief until my cousin hung herself and I found her in the closet. And um, that just kind of put me over the edge. And uh, instead of going and getting counseling, which is what I had done in previous um, instances, I just took off to the Bahamas for a couple of years. Mm. Yeah, just to get away from all of that, you know, (laughs) Yeah. And so then when I came back in the Bahamas, uh, that about, I guess, a year after that is when I started to write. It was like automatic. Yeah. So it was a really interesting experience. And of course, the writing provided a lot of healing, a lot of understanding, a lot of forgiveness, forgiving myself. And, you know, my mom for committing suicide, my cousin, and all the deaths in between, whether they're accidental or natural. And so, and then of course I did take a, a course, a psychology course so It was called um, personal growth. And in that course, they talked about uh, death and loss, which I did not know they were gonna talk about. And um, they introduced the five stages, the denial, anger, yeah. bargaining, uh, acceptance, or depression and acceptance. And once I realized there was, you know, stages, I felt like, oh, okay, so I'm not crazy. You know, this is what's happening. I had no idea that there was a process to grieving. They don't teach that in school. And so when you experience it, you totally feel messed up, you know? And so I know a lot of people have been suicidal when somebody close to them dies. And so I was suicidal for a long time. I didn't realize it. I was just very reckless with my life. I just threw caution to the wind. You know, some of the things I think about that I've done, I'm like, I'm surprised that I that I survived that. <laughs> you know. I
0: can, relate. I can relate. Yes, definitely. Um, my mother passed in 2014. Um, and as I'm listening to you brought up this term death uh anxiety, something I've heard for the first time, or at least at least to my knowledge. Um, because when she passed, I just had this sudden urge to just uh live and do things that I've always wanted to do. Um, And I thought it was uh, I thought I was doing the right thing. And I guess, you know, to some extent, I I was doing the right thing. I'm going forward with my dreams and goals and things of that nature. Uh, But just like how you were just saying, I was even prior to her death, um, I was living in a way to where I would look back at it now and I would say, yeah, I was suicidal, although I wasn't necessarily doing the, I guess, typical suicidal things one would do, cutting their wrist or excessively drinking, doing drugs. But I was living recklessly. I was, you know, doing things that gave myself into situations that could lead to a death. And, you know, although, the, although I'm going to die today or I'm going to kill myself today or, you know, try to get myself killed today or whatever, wasn't the first thought of mine when I was getting into those situations. Uh, Like I said, thinking back at him, I can definitely say, yeah, I'm surprised that I'm still here as well because I was definitely not thinking about, well, what if this happens to me um, back Mm -hmm. then? So yeah, I I Mm -hmm. can relate to that. So uh, what is something you would want people who's gonna read your book, what is something you would want for them to learn from it or some things?
1: Oh, some things. Well, yeah. that whatever you're going through, um, whether it's a death or a loss or any kind of tr- traumatic situation, you can overcome it. If there is, there is always hope. There's always hope, even in your darkest hour. There's always hope. And then, I, I believe in spiritual beings, whether you want to call them spirit guides or angels, always around us, always guiding us. When I look back at some of the things. That have happened to me. Um, for example, I was uh, really sick a couple of years ago. I had um, can't remember what it was called colitis or something. Anyhow, I was very. I had lot not a lot of blood. My I was losing a lot of blood, <clears throat> and I was dizzy a lot. I had no energy, and of course, I'm a type of person where I'm very independent. Woman, I don't need anybody's help. So, I had time off work. So I was just thinking I need to clean out my fridge. I wasn't eating very much. And I hate having food just sitting there, you know? So I got up and I decided to clean that out and do dishes. And I was so dizzy. I thought I better go lay down. And so I did. And I, as I'm laying down, I'm thinking, what the heck am I doing laying down when I got dishes and other things to do? So I got up and I started to wash dishes and then, and I, I blacked out. I must've blacked out because I woke up and, you know how when you have a really nice sleep, the bed is so comfortable, the pillow is so soft, and, and you're, you're coming out of that sleep. And and that's how I felt. And as I open my eyes, I'm staring at the fridge. I'm looking up at it. Mm. And, and, yeah, and so I had, I was leaning against uh, one of the um, blue bins, our recycle bin. I had my arm on one side and the other just by my leg. And I'm like, how did I end up here? And I thought, oh, I must have passed out. But from where the sink is to where I laid, where I was ended up was like at least six feet. Wow. So, so my conclusion is someone, <laughs> my mom, I believe, mm-hmm. um, cause if I had a passed out right at the sink, I would have, my face would have went down yeah. and I would have fell back and I would have hit the fridge and who knows if I would have knocked myself out and being like, I live alone. That might not have been a good thing. Yeah. But when I woke up, I'm like, you know, I came out of this really weird dream and I felt so relaxed and I, it wasn't until after I realized that, you know, my mom was here with me and, and helped me, you know, get to the floor without, you know, any more damage yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah, so, so they're definitely, you know, our loved ones when they pass are definitely with us in spirit. That was the other thing I wanted to, you know, let people know if they didn't know that already because we just we feel lost without you know you lose a mom especially a mom you lose you just feel lost without this person that's always nurturing in there for you and uh, nothing replaces that love so once I realized she is with me and that was proof when I was you know not feeling well and I passed out because I have pets and none of my pets ran to see what was up because usually they will do that and none of them just either they didn't care (laughs) or they knew they knew that I was in good hands yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) maybe so but yeah I'm glad you're okay Mm -hmm. uh just want to tap into spirituality real quick and then we'll talk more about your book as well you can share anything else you would like for the audience to know also Mm -hmm. myself because I'm learning a lot of things so you're a very spiritual person, as you stated before. I find myself being a very spiritual person as well. I just want to know, uh, from one spiritual person to a, another, uh, when did you get into it, and how did that shape pretty much
1: where you are right now in your life? Um, spirituality, you mean? Yes. Um, well, I guess I guess I've always been. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic faith, and you know, I was always curious about God. Of course, they tell you to fear god Mm -hmm. although that never sat right with me to fear this one that it was very you know a lot of contradictions this one the creator loves you so much there's no one like you no one in the whole world you're unique you know um celebrate it you know we should all be celebrating our uniqueness but at the same time it's like well you can't do this and you can't do that otherwise you're gonna be really severely punished and so I had a lot of questions about that, and you know I would talk to what I would call, you know, I guess God. I would pray a lot, and you know, I you know wish for things as a child. You know, I'd like a bike. God, could I have a one? You know, and you know, and then my mom bought me a bike, and so. <laughs> but I would, I, I was asking her too. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but, I guess you know sometimes when we're still, you can see clearly things when we kind of calm down and say okay now i see why that had to happen because we're all going to have ups and downs we're like okay well why do bad things happen to good people well i remember a spiritual teacher once said well if we were happy and content all the time we wouldn't grow
0: yes exactly
1: so pain is you know a catalyst for growth you know no pain no gain right and it's that's how i felt when i was writing the book because halfway through when i stopped writing i wasn't going to continue because I noticed every time I went over my mom's death, because I write about that, and you you know, you rewrite, and every time I went over that part, it was just too painful. I didn't want to continue, and so I just put it aside, and that's when spirit was like, so that's what you're handing in? <clears throat> that's what I heard a voice say, and I said, I'm not handing anything in. I'm, I'm done. You heard what I said. It's too painful. I'm not going to uh, numb the pain with the drugs to continue to write, which some writers do. Yeah. And, um, and then the voice said, well, you know, you're, that's, it was like, I had to, it was, it was kind of like I either handed in a half written book or a full one. And I said to spirit, well, how's that going to happen? And then this vision, if you will, um, this thought came that everything I write about in part one, like I wanted a bike, I got a bike. I wanted a pet, I got a pet. I wanted siblings, Ernest, and I got siblings, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I was getting everything I was asking for. So I thought, okay, fine, I'll finish writing. And I I went back to the computer and I was not happy about it. And that voice said, you know what? I know this is painful, but no pain, no gain. Yeah. And I cried, I cried. I literally, literally cried in that moment thinking, that is so true. And then I said to Spirit, thank you for not giving up on. Me. And it said, Well, I'm your friend. And I said, Thank you for being my best friend. And that's when God and I became friends. Like I became friends with spirit, friends with life. And uh, let me tell you something, that something like that is no money could no money could, you know, peace of mind have a friendship with this life or yourself. Yeah. So that was the greatest gift in that moment. And I continue to write without complaining so much about the pain. <laughs> yeah.
0: Using it as you muse. I love it. I love it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about regarding your book or just anything else you'd like to share? Please feel free. The floor is yours.
1: Um, yeah. OK. Well, I, I recommend anybody if they're going through a painful situation to to write about it. Um, you know it's not something I, you know, as a writer, they say, if you're a writer, you're writing all the time. I don't, I don't necessarily write all the time.
0: <clears throat> when I thank feel- you. Thank you. Cause I, I'm yeah. a writer as well. And I don't write all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people are like, well, you got to write every day. And I'm like, no. And nope. I, I used to sing. I didn't sing every day. And you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're not doing that every single day. I we don't change. podcast
0: every day. Like I'm show. Sure you don't podcast every day either. So yeah. no,
1: no, I, yeah. you know, no, I don't podcast every day. <laughs> <laughs> no. You have to have some kind of balance in life, you know? Exactly. So, but yeah, I would recommend uh, writing um, as, a, as a way to, for healing, because you learn a lot about yourself. What I was learning about myself was that anytime I felt down, like I couldn't um, do anything or accomplish anything, mm-hmm. that voice would say, read your book. Mm. So yeah, I did. I read it because I was in a situation that was very um, hostile, I guess you could say, and I just didn't see a way out of it. And um, once I read, reread the book, I said, oh, okay, get it. You know, If I could drive to Florida from Canada and then from Florida to Texas and then back again by myself, you know then i could do anything or if i can overcome a death and you know talk about my mom and not grieve her the way i used to i mean yeah there, are, there are, i miss her there are parts yeah, of always you know, yeah they'll always. always be there but i know she's with me in spirit i've seen her in dreams you know she you know I'll be like well where's that receipt i can't find my bathing suit and then it'll show up <clears throat> you know she's with she's with very much in spirit and so we have a different relationship because, you know, she's not in a physical form, but she's definitely with me spiritually. And so now that I've kind of, um, I'm not scared, like I have a better understanding of, of it, I will, I will ask her for guidance and wisdom on things if I'm not sure. You know, it, you know, same thing as praying to, you know, God or Jah or Allah, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Uh, I'll talk to her or pray to her. You know, I need your help with, you know, being really awesome podcast guest mom, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, even though she wasn't a podcaster when she was alive. But I find that if, you know, and this might sound strange, but when you're on the other side, you you have no limitations, you know, everything, you know, you're part of that, all that is and there's no limitations. So you can talk to your loved ones and ask them for guidance. And it doesn't could be anything.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then the
1: miracles that show up because you believe, right? And it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. it definitely is. I loved how you brought up um, pretty much how you go back to your book whenever you have those down moments, because it's. I just put out a book, uh, The Ended Last Year, mm-hmm. and um, like one of the little excerpts I wrote to myself, actually. Uh, within that book was, you know, whenever you're feeling down and you feel like you're you're either wasting your time or something cannot be done, return back to this book and return back to this page or just the book in general, because you created this, you did this. And I just really love that aspect that there are other people out there uh, who can look at something that they've created and say, I did this and use that as motivation to continue on doing whatever they want to achieve. So I'm glad yeah. that that method is working out for yourself as well. So mm-hmm. um, anything else you'd like to share? <laughs> <about the book?
1: laughs> I don't want to keep you too long, but you and, know, uh, anything uh, you'd
0: like to share, please.
1: I'm, okay, i trying to think. Well, I guess when it comes to grief, um, that to be aware that there are stages and that you're not crazy. You know, your denial would be feeling like shock or numbness yes. for a while, <clears throat> and You might feel angry the person died or, you know, they couldn't be saved for whatever reason. There's a lot of anger around them. For me, when my mom committed suicide, I was very angry with her because I felt abandoned. Very, very angry. But now when I look back, she was in a very abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and did not how to get out of it. And she did ask for help. We both tried to get help. And at the end of the day, that was, you know, I think she used that saying, that phrase in the wedding vows till death do we part, literally. Mm -hmm. Because I believe she went to our our priest to ask for, um, you know, in confession, what she should do because her her husband is physically and verbally and, you know, emotionally, mentally abusive. Mm So, and of course, Catholic faith is they, you know, a lot of things are a sin. Getting a divorce is a sin. Yeah. But then so is, you know, letting somebody abuse you, I think. So, you know, when when you're asking for help and no one's helping you because they look on the outside and say, well, there," I don't see it. I don't see the abuse. I just see a happy couple. But behind closed doors, it is a totally different scenario. So now i I forgiven her of doing that because for her that was the only way out for her and you know she's free of that free from that and she freed me from that being you know abused as well because you know here you have a man six foot something beating on two other women that are only five feet you know in small frame it just it just it learned me a lot about uh people that do abuse are very insecure with themselves and probably really scared you know, and, you know, men can be scared, women can be scared, and they don't know how to express it. So they just, you know, I guess that's what they've been brought up with. Because my that's how my, you know, my stepfather was abusive, because his father was abusive. So I, I understood that um, at a young age, but trying to maneuver somebody getting out of way of their fist when they just fly off the handle. And it could be one minute, they're smiling, and the next minute, you're getting a, a punch in the face, you know, so um, I'm just grateful to be out of that. And it took yeah. me a long time to, to see that. Although sometimes time does heal, but it only heals, I think, if you take a step back and you look at it and reflect yeah. on it- Exactly. And see the blessing in it. Oh yeah, because I won't put up with any abuse, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so that was, that's what I got out of that.
0: Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, Matiku. Thank yeah. you i really appreciated it um where can people find you and find your work
1: um you could uh, reach me at greed um i also have the book uh, having fun with god it's on amazon and uh the subtitle is a book report from miss winfrey because i know there's other books with that title but yeah having fun with god by martika wiley yeah
0: i also have that in the description box below everybody so There's no need to buy someone else's book, get Matika's book, (laughs) and check her stuff out. Once again, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Please feel free to reach out. If anything else, if you want anything else to be shared in the description box below, uh, feel free to reach out. But I love to have you on, and I'd love to have you on again. So thanks for coming on.
1: And likewise. Thank you so much, Ernest.
0: All right. No problem. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Once again, check out our lovely guest today. And um, until next time, until next episode, you hear from me when you hear from me. Peace out.